Are you tired of driving down to the corner store every time you run out of smokes? Sick of walking from the couch to the bathroom every time you have to take a massive, massive shit? Time to consider Wormhole to Go Teleportation Services. Wormhole to Go is the fastest way to bend space and time around your every whim. We install a flesh-like dongle on the inside of your cheek for you to toggle every time you wish to create a wormhole, and another dongle within your brain banana to let you choose the exact location you wish to teleport to. Just make sure you aren't thinking of your mom next time you need to go somewhere. Any and all hellscapes created using Wormhole to Go are purely coincidental. Wormhole to Go. Please use responsibly. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Yay! Hello. Welcome to our... Hello. 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 Okay. Wow. You guys obviously weren't... In a barbershop quartet. Um, yeah, welcome Garrett. Um, Hello. Garrett Day, our uh, longtime patron, also um, happens to be my brother. Uh, I am David Day, and that is... Bryce Hansen. We are your hosts, and um, we just recently got out of jail. We're really happy to be back from... All vacation. The, all the recent unrest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, vacation, I guess, huh? Yeah. Um, we got a great show for you guys today. We are going to be reviewing... You already know. You clicked on the you clicked on the episode to listen to. We're going to be reviewing Event Horizon, which is a long time... Uh, like, lots of people love this movie. Yeah. Lots and lots of people love this movie. But first, before we get into talking about it, uh, we will be talking about our website. We got www.horrormovietalk.com from there you can find links to all of our social media you can also find blogs we got a bunch of blogs from a bunch of bloggers that are all really talented and smart way smarter than us uh, we also have every episode we uh, every um, movie we review we also do a write-up and uh, and from there you can also find links to all our social media like I said including YouTube if if you need a different place to watch or to listen to our episodes on Give give our YouTube channel a try because it you know it's an easy thing to have on your desktop while you're just working around. Mm -hmm. We post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcast because that helps us out a whole heaping bunch. Yeah, let me just briefly beg for ratings on please, Apple Podcast. I love it when you beg. because we need thirty five more ratings in like three weeks and. Um, Actually, as this episode airs, it's going to be about two weeks. Right. So, <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> for the love of God, people, please. Uh, My kids please. need wine. You got to pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> rookie numbers. 
Uh, like I said, we've got a great show today. Uh, we will be talking about Event Horizon. We'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being terrible, 5 being average, totally average. It hits all the expected marks. Hey, what are you doing over there, guy? All right. Thanks, Garrett. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, 10... <coughs> Ten being, Sorry. Yeah, what are you doing? God damn it. Fucking amateur hour over here. Um, ten being so good that it transcends genre boundaries. <sighs> I pretend, I, I promise that the rest of the show won't be like this. Sorry, I'm just adjusting my mic here. I'm so, Sorry, carry on. so irritated at how much I'm going to have to cut out of this. <laughs> After we give our score, you mean nothing. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later, we will be doing a n- totally new bit that I'm actually very excited about called HMT Whores. I'm, I'm. No, that's what it's called. It's what the bits. Go- well, look at the look at the paper. That's what it says here. Uh, it says it right there. Says it right there. It says whores. So uh, it's actually going to be a bit where people have called into the show. Good news, fans. Uh, we have a voicemail line now. Yeah. So you guys can call in at 971-772-0743 and, uh, and leave us a message. And, uh, and you could get to, you know, maybe we'll let you on the show. I don't know. But uh, yeah, if you have... If you have thoughts or, you know, um, if you need help in your life or if you, I don't know, you know, you, you could turn this call into whatever you want. You do you, boo. But uh, but anyway, uh, like I said, that number is 971-772-0743. And actually, we debuted this last episode and we put the number on there. And so we do have some callers. That have already left us some voice messages. If you didn't hear the call to action on that last episode, it was just wrapped up into the very end of the episode. So it's probably why you missed it. But we do have some callers that have called us um, today and we will be debuting some of those uh, toward the end of the show. So stick around because there are some good ones. Here's here's one of them. What do you mean? I got to give two weeks notice. What? Damn freaking no good mother. Jeez. Yeah, there were there were some people who were confused about what the line was for, and some people who just seemed confused about about d- d- like if they had the right number. Like I don't know, it was weird. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so let's get into Event Horizon. Event Horizon is the best movie that Paul Anderson ever made and ever will make. <laughs> it's one. Well, of the- wait a minute. <clears throat> what about? Uh- the other good movie he made. What else has he Resident done? Resident Evil 4. Okay. <laughs> it's, we'll get into that. Don't you worry. It's one of the most late 90s movies you will ever see and has a very Hellraiser aesthetic. Actually, now that I think of it, this movie is a mashup of Hellraiser and Alien mixed with a gimmicky action movie. It's beloved by many, which makes it hard for me to do what I'm about to do. So, <laughs> without any further ado, let's get into the trailer. This morning, TDRS picked up an automated navigation beacon broadcasting at two-minute intervals in Neptune orbit. This is incredible. This 
the Event Horizon. She's come back. Event Horizon was the culmination of a secret government project to create a spacecraft capable of faster-than-light flight. The ship doesn't really go faster than light. What it does is it creates a dimensional gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. Where's she been for the last seven years, Doctor? That's what we're here to find out. After seven years in deep space... There were 18 people on board this ship when it disappeared. I want them all accounted for. Opening outer door. It came back abandoned. Any crew? Negative. This place is a tomb. But it didn't come back alone. Captain Miller! I've got some problems here! This ship has been beyond the boundaries of our universe. Who knows where it's been and what it's brought back with it. Did you hear that? What is it? This ship is reacting to us and the reactions are getting stronger. What are you telling me? That this ship is alive? Oh. I have such wonderful things to show you. Oh, my God. It knows my secrets. <laughs> it knows my fears. Vacate. I want off this ship. You can't leave. She won't let you. So uh, we, uh, the reason we're reviewing Event Horizon, I should mention, is because of our patrons. Uh, we have a thing called Patreon. I don't know if you've heard of it, but uh, if if you join up at a certain level, you get to vote on a movie, uh, one movie per month that we will review. We we're pretty blocked up. Uh, there's a b- pretty big blockage uh, of you know just a lot of horror movies out there. So um, we don't typically take you know. Uh, requests from from people who aren't patrons, but those who are patrons get to steer our boat. Last last week we uh, we reviewed Ghost Ship, which was last month's Patreon pick, and this month we are doing Event Horizon. Because and this one was suggested by I'm going to guess Garrett Brad. Whoa, check out the big brain on Brad. I think the Event Horizon has been suggested several times by now. Yeah, it probably has. It's a it's a very very popular movie. So, um if you'd like to yeah, if you'd like to be part of steering what we do here on Horror Movie Talk, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Event Horizon starts with a very strong intro describing a far flung future of 2015 and beyond. <laughs> By 2015, uh, in this movie, we have already set up a colony on the moon. Uh, they, they didn't really know what was going to happen, where we were just going to kind of squabble about Earth, earthly endeavors for years past that. Uh, by present day in the movie, which is 2047, we have launched and lost a spaceship called Event Horizon that was meant to explore the boundaries of the solar system. Event Horizon was lost around Neptune in order to avoid jokes about your butthole, and our ill-fated crew has been sent to determine what happened to the missing ship. 
On board the rescue vessel is Captain Miller, played by Lawrence Fishburne. Big, big name there. And then also on board is Dr. William Weir, played by Sam Neill, our boy from Jurassic Park. And into the Mouth of Madness. Is it Mouth of Madness or mm-hmm. Mask of Madness? I don't know. Who was the creator, uh, and uh, Dr. Weir was the creator of the Event Horizon ship. Apart from them, you have a crew of stereotypical disposable clods. Everyone is soon told by Dr. Weir that the Event Horizon vessel that he created was not a vessel made to explore the outer regions of the solar system at all, but a faster-than-light vessel meant to catapult humans around the universe. I love how how movie logic this opening is. They, like, start, and they're, like, scrambling. We gotta go! We gotta start... We gotta go start getting getting to our mission! Go! And they get in, like, their their pods and they like travel all the way to Neptune and they get there and they're like, all right, what are, what are, what are we doing? Now? What are we doing? Okay. So uh, I just had my rice krispies. I think we're good to go. And they're still like, okay, so this is Dr. Weir. <laughs> so th- this He's, is, let me introduce you. And Dr. Weir, this is, this is the crew. This is what each of them do. It's like, there wasn't like a moment or like a briefing like a before they boarded the half spaceship. Hour There's no time. <laughs> or, or even just like while they're wandering around setting up the ship to hey, go. Hey, what's your name? <laughs> hey, what's your name? <laughs> I yeah. haven't seen you, but you're new here. Yeah, yeah. They actually, uh, they actually kind of do touch on that. What's your name thing? And and they go, it's like, who's this guy? And they're like, don't fucking talk to that guy. <laughs> it's like, what? But we're about to be on a spaceship with him for months and months. Shouldn't right. we? I mean, at least there's no time. Shake his hand. <laughs> there's no time. Do your job. This sh- this ship's been lost for seven years. You can't spare like thirty five minutes. Right. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Um, uh, and then also, he has to teach them like basic physics. Mm. Like, what's so <laughs> in it, English, it, Bryce? It creates a black hole. <laughs> a black. A hole that's black? <laughs> I, I love that, too, because at first they argue with him to tell them what's going on. They're like, just tell us. Give it to us straight. And he's like, it's far too complicated. And they're like, uh, we're on board a spaceship. I think we're smart enough to handle it. And then he goes into the the advanced explanation. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can you dim it down a shade? <laughs> like, In English, Doc. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really 90s feeling thing and uh towards the end of the movie everyone ends up with more existential terror than they (laughs) They bargained for (laughs) okay (laughs) so uh garrett before i move on to my review i would like to ask you what this this is a movie that has always been near and dear to your heart can you describe your relationship with this movie oh i wouldn't say near and dear to my heart necessarily i really enjoy um sci-fi spaceship Mm. stuff okay it's fun that's the most fun why i don't know it's it's a completely different world that i guess you could you can make a relatively reasoned argument that it's out there in the future Mm. like dinosaurs ain't come back but uh, you know you watch what's that uh what's that amazon show jurassic park no um (laughs) the amazon show about space with the Earth is fighting Mars um, oh, with the people who are mining. 
Yeah. The d- d- expanse mm. or something? Expanse. The expanse, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah, well, let's give it 500 years, see what happens. Yeah, okay. Uh, I get it. So, see, so last week we we reviewed Ghost Ship, which is the same movie as Event Horizon. <laughs> You've never seen it. It is the... It is the Event Horizon is Ghost Ship in, in space. space. Yes. 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 <laughs> and and Ghost Ship works better for me yeah. than Event Horizon because it's rooted in the world and I have and I have some empathy for what's happening and some understanding uh, of Yeah, Ghost Ship has every right to be the worst the worser of these movies. Oh, yeah. And it's really not. It's not. No, it's Better. So wait, Better you guys buy a, buy a little bit. Are less are see? I haven't seen Ghost Ship. But. You got it. If you like this movie, you will. You, this is <laughs> this is this movie. Ghost Ship is just a remasking uh, several years later of, of Event this. Horizon, <laughs> and and really, Event Horizon is is a remasking of. I mean, it's a very common. Yeah. The, uh, story that's just been told over and over. The, again. It's not exactly the same, but it's got so many similar elements that it's really closely related it's so close is so Lawrence Fishburne the captain uh, the of a ship, pirate ship the ship went missing for a long long time and a bunch of people died on it and now we found it and we're gonna go salvage it and we're gonna figure out what happened oh but there's a bunch of ghosts on board <laughs> <laughs> yeah the end <laughs> so I was like okay well <laughs> so uh okay and and where does this land in your pantheon of favorite horror movies, Garrett? Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. It's up there. Toward Maybe, the top? It's a, I mean... Middle? I don't have... Although I am a star special guest on a horror movie review show, <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a horror movie buff. A whore. A whore. Yeah. But... Uh, I, Mainly the the sci-fi aspect is what I like about this. Fair enough. So it's up there, top fifteen. Wow, okay. ten, really? I don't know. Top I, fifteen. Well, I think it's fun. It's right. like look, you right. don't have to. Def- you, I mean, well, you do have to. Defend. I, Bryce gave me some pretty <sighs> yeah. eye roll. Look, Ugh, look, look at this pleb. Yeah, but look, Bryce, like Bryce is not. I mean, he's. I'm not normal. He's not normal, first of all. And then also, you just got to fight. Like, really, this show is just all about fighting. <laughs> and uh, but, all, but but not only that, like, nostalgia, I feel like, plays a huge... Uh, I got to say, it wasn't like... I remember watching it. The last time I watched it was probably 10, 10 or 12 years ago. Wow. And, uh, and I was like, oh, I don't know, Caitlin. You might not be able to handle this. <laughs> and And I was watching it, like, waiting to get to the really effed up parts because i remember like there's those glimpses yeah Mm -hmm. and i was waiting and waiting and you get like a couple tastes of it and you're like ooh, and then it just never pans out and you're like huh that's way worse that's way worse in the back of your mind than it really is The, the movie that i watched in my head from seeing the trailer is a hundred times better than the movie yes. this actually yep. is. Yes, I'll give and you I, that. And I feel like, and I feel like people remember it in that with that right. those glasses on. Okay, so this is the first time that I've actually sat down and watched this movie from beginning to end. I've seen plenty of little 
bits and pieces of it, but I've never been able to actually devote my whole attention to it until now. And I must say, I am not impressed. <laughs> Granted, this movie is talked about lovingly by only the people who love it and is almost <laughs> never talked about at all by anyone who doesn't like it. It seems to fly under the radar of movie hatred that other, more controversial movies are stuck with. I'm not saying that Event Horizon is bad. It's not bad. It's just that I heard so much praise for it for so, from so many people that it probably inflated my expectations a little mm. bit. Well, that did happen. My inv- my, my expectations were inflated. Yeah, the uh, I will say that Event Horizon is bad. Okay. This really? Is a, this is a bad movie. Okay. And it's got a veneer of, like, passable. Yes. But uh, we'll, we'll get into it. I, yeah. Uh, the main thing that this movie does well is borrow from other films that are quite successful at what they do, like <laughs> Alien and Hellraiser. The aesthetic and the-, the setting of this are like Warhammer 40K gothic sci-fi meets real-world futuristic scenario. The original way they sold this movie, or the original, like, you know... Uh, Boardroom pitch. Yeah, boardroom pitch was The Shining in space. In space. Which, like, you really see the remnants of that concept throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, With Sam Neill's character. And really just in general, the influence of Kubrick uh, from, like, 2001 slash The Shining. Um, And uh, it doesn't pull it off. It's it's really like a confused movie, really like is all over the place. Um, the visuals are graphic and disturbing, and the story is of a man gone gone mad by the invention he created, almost like Frankenstein. Hmm. Uh, everything else is not for me about this movie. The action is very run of the mill, fast cut baloney. The disturbing imagery, while disturbing, does absolutely nothing to amp up the tension or frighten. And the concept is cool enough, but without real execution, it just kind of falls flat. I want to like Event Horizon. It just doesn't do a damn thing for me except remind me of a bunch of actually good things that were probably going through (laughs) Paul Anderson's dull head while he was creating this. Man, Paul Anderson has probably... I go into this. Built a career out of being mistaken for Paul Thomas Anderson, <laughs> like in, in, in the headspace. Not necessarily like thinking that he's Paul Tam- Thomas Anderson, but like, oh, Paul Anderson, that's a quality filmmaking. Oh, right. Name. Yeah, that's not correcting the guy at the party who's like, oh yeah, and he's like, yes, yes. Yeah, the real thing to do is to to go get your name changed to Stefan Spielberg and then and <laughs> Senior then go, Spielbergo. Yeah, and then uh and then go make a bunch of movies because yeah uh Paul Anderson he makes me angry. He, he, what else has he yeah, done? Yeah, you look you look through his filmography and you're like oh, I have his full filmography listed in a, he, in a few pages. He here. is like <laughs> the source of so much badness. Badness. It's impressive. So the other only the, the Right, right before this, I, I could I yeah. could argue that was the his best movie instead of this one was Mortal Kombat. Yeah, which is not a good movie. I mean, Re- <laughs> Resident Evil, the original one, was not was not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and his wife is in it. Mila Jovovich is in it. Mm. Um, and together they're quite the power couple because look at the shit they're able to skate by on. 
Um, so <laughs> my score for this is a four out of ten. It is below average, but it is not bottom of the barrel by any means. I can think of lots of very bad movies that are much worse than this. What do you think, Bryce? I'm I'm curious what Garrett's gonna say first. Okay. I'm really kind of blown away. <laughs> like, I I enjoyed it. I had a lot. It's it's a fun. You represent a lot of people sure. right now. There's going to be a lot of people who are very who mad. At fucking this. hate you guys. Yeah. I I think it's fun. Like I said, it it's nice and it doesn't. I it's like a six. I'd say a six, six and a half. What like is that. your real score for it? Probably a six. It's not. I mean, no way is it like. This is a, Alien. Right. This is a movie that is painted by nostalgia. It's, it's a perfect Saturday afternoon or Saturday, like, 11 o'clock. You know, sit down, watch it. It's yeah. not going to... I suppose... After you go through all that, you go, okay, it isn't going to blow your socks off, but I... I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, could wa- I could sit down and watch it. That's fair. All right. I give it a two. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You think this is as bad as Slender Man? This is a real bad movie. You think like, this is substantially worse than The Meg? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I think don't understand how you get I to that. I think that the, the script and the, the direction of this is so confused and it can't decide what it wants mm. or like what what rules can't. it's going to play by it feels it feels exactly like a low budget b movie with someone that's been given like 50 million dollars to make it so all of the design like the visuals special effects for the time amazing are yeah. great yeah the actual film, like the character, and even the acting. The acting's really good, too. They could afford good actors. The script, the plot, and the the themes or the, the like, purpose of the movie is so confused. It feels almost like a Tommy Wiseau movie. Like, because you're like, okay. I don't can think you, that's can entirely you really... fair. Okay, it's not that bad, but it's... It's really bad. My it, it annoyed me. That's why I give it so such a low score. So like, it's it wants everything and doesn't decide on anything until the very end. Kind of. It's like okay. So is this a movie about a ship that's haunted, or a movie about a ship that's alive, or a movie about a ship that went to hell? Yes. Or all of those. A movie yes. where the ship drives people mad. Yes. Yes, 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 like, yes. Yes. It, it tries to be one of those at any given time when it suits itself. And uh it's it just doesn't work for me at all. I, I think I think a 2 is is that's like uh you know, that's like calling your wife a cunt in the middle <laughs> in the middle of an argument. You can't take it back and it's an overreaction and it's going to be used against you in the future. Mm. I don't think it's... I think it's obviously not a two. Maybe it's more like if you call your girlfriend a cunt mm. and you're sick of her shit, <laughs> which I'm okay with. You're about ready to get a new girlfriend. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I, I, think this a, movie, I think a four is fair. It falls dirt, dead between a six and a two. <laughs> I've, I've split the this room is, very nicely. This is more than a worse than average 
movie. It's it's worse than a worse than average movie. I think you're just being a nitpicky Nelly. It's not. It's not being nitpicky. It's this movie is fraud. This movie like sells itself as something very interesting, and it's not at all. And the only reason you think it's remotely interesting is that you really, really, really want, want it, to, it be. to be. I really want it. Yeah, to be. yeah, yeah. The whole way through. Yeah. The again, the movie in your mind is way better. than what it actually is and like i remember so i remember when i was younger i saw this in theaters okay and i remember being real excited for it and i remember the exact feeling that i had leaving the theater is the exact exact feeling that i had re-watching it which was it it never delivers like ever on any of its promises and uh it's just it's just real disappointing. Like even even like the the graphic elements, it's like uh, okay, there. They like spend all this time to set build it up, up to build up to show like this grand reveal and they show it for like half a second. You're like, "What what was it? Oh, what, no. what was that? I missed yeah, it. that's that's a pretty valid that's a pretty valid criticism. And apparently reading like some of the trivia it was originally rated like NC-17, and it was really graphic. I would love to see that version of it. And, uh, I wonder if you can find it. There's a longer version. Apparently, the longer version is lost forever. So, <laughs> I'd like to say that. I just want to see it. <laughs> I yeah. just want to see the movie. Um, okay, so interesting. So we've kind of... It runs the gamut. This is a, does, this is a controversial movie at best. Um, so, uh, with that, you guys should, like I said before, you should check us. If you, if you enjoy the show, it is a free show that we provide to everyone to listen to. And it does, um, cost us a lot of time and money to produce. And so if you'd like to help us out, you can do what Garrett did and become a Patreon member, head on over to our, uh, Patreon by either going to our website or movietalk.com and clicking through the link at the top of the Website says website says become a patron, or you can just go to patreon.com slash horror movie talk and check out all the different levels of support that you can give us. And of course, on there we have a whole nother podcast that we run called the Afterpod. Garrett, is the Afterpod worth worth listening to? I'm gonna be honest here. You don't listen Uh-oh. to the Afterpod? Oh no. I uh the last couple of weeks I've just been kind of skipping the movie reviews and going straight to the afterpod. <laughs> oh shit, really? <laughs> yeah. It's been uh yeah, there's been like, a lot going on, especially recently. Yeah. Uh-huh. Our, the afterpods coming out last week and this week are going to be beefy because we got a lot of personal issues going on. Bryce's mm-hmm. Bryce's got some intense info. Yeah. That we won't we won't bring up on this show. You'll have to check out the afterpod. Uh but yeah, it's just where we kinda shoot the shit and and yeah um you know kind of go through our lives a little bit um also you can support the show by heading on uh, on over to local as fuck apparel.com and using hmt to buy any of their super cool apparel they got um you know they have they're a company that is local to wherever you are because of the way they've branded themselves all their shirts say local af or some some version of that, and uh, and they're they're of high quality. They're where we are going to be printing our shirts that should be coming out here right around now ish. I hope. Um, 
And sh- do not forget to check out Shutter. Shutter.com. Uh, if you enter HMT at checkout for this horror movie streaming platform, you will get a 30 day free trial to shutter instead of the stupid fucking seven day free trial that we, that shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We hate that so much. And Um, Hey listener, do you ever buy things on Amazon? Do you? I do. While you're in quarantine stuck at home, have you ever bought hygiene products to be delivered to your door? Cat litter, concrete, rocks, you know, lots of very heavy items that I don't want to pick up. Right. Will be schlepped to my house by some poor poor Amazon worker. Uh, Well, please go to our website, horrormovietalk.com, and click through the button that says buy on Amazon in the banner, and then just do your shopping, because then we get like a little slice of that. Um, That helps us out as well. Also, check out our resident artist, Dustin Goebel. He's a professional artist who fucks hard, and he also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. So make sure to contact him at dgoebel00, that's D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0, on Instagram, and make your artistic dreams come true, and tell him HMT sent you. Give him some love. Uh, The Exorcist illustration he did was... So fucking good. I want to turn that into just a shirt. Yeah. It's so solid. And uh, and also, we do have a, a shop at HorrorMovieTalk.com. Uh, you can find our shop, and we have a bunch of stickers, and soon we'll have some shirts. And any sticker you buy that Dustin has um, created, there's one from Color Out of Space, there's one from American Psycho, and there's another one from Shining. Uh, if you buy any of those, he gets a portion of the proceeds, so you can also support him that way, and, and that's a great way to support us, too, and get some really high-quality vinyl stickers to pop on the back of your car or, you know, on a stop sign or defacing public property of any kind. You know, it, it all works. So, thanks again for listening, and let's get into Spoilers? Spoilers? <laughs> okay so did you guys think think we'd be on the moon by 2015 (laughs) back then no you didn't think so in 1997 when you were a kid kind of like in in, uh, a a youngish teenager yeah 2015 was like somehow a benchmark year for uh futurists yeah because that's when Marty McFly went to the future and was 2015. It was right around Terminator self, or Terminator 2 or the Judgment Day happened. Yeah. It's a nice um, square number. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, that yeah, was a weak burp. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so we didn't make it to the moon, but we did manage to... Um, what to, happened in We put some stuff on Mars. Yeah, right around then. So, that's... Uh, Lame. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, and the movie actually take pl- takes place in 2047. Which means we got a lot to look forward to. Oh, man. You have no idea. Uh, all kinds of hellscapes. Um, and now they're looking for this lost vessel, the Event Horizon. I got to say, the, the movie starts off pretty strong. The way, that, uh, to me, like, it, 
it builds it builds it into something I'm interested in watching right off the bat because it's got a bunch of text. It's like it sets up it sets up kind of where we are, like where we've been. So the moon, then we started mining uh, our solar system around 2033 or something like that. And then in 2040, we launched the Event Horizon to explore the deep reaches of our solar system. And then uh, and then from there, we lost it around, uh, you know, right, ar- right around Neptune, Uranus. And um, yeah, uh, okay. I want to see, I'm going to give a lot of counterpoints, I think, in this episode. So could you imagine? Oh, what a new thing. How about, how new? Could you imagine that text, um, like the 2015, first base on the moon, 2040? You know, Event Horizon sent out to the furthest reaches of space. Could you see that text and then see it open on, like, a $10,000 budget movie? Because I could. I could be... It's one of those things where it's like, that's such an easy setup to a movie that, like, even really, really shitty movies could use that to, like, make it, like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. And then it opens and it's, like, cardboard and tinfoil. Yeah, but that doesn't make it bad. That just makes it effective. Just just every single movie that has text opening. Yeah. At that point. That just makes it a... Every single movie. But specifically, like, sci-fi. Like, that's a... Well, sure. I mean... but there's, I don't see what point you're trying to make because I mean it's. They're, I'm, they're using I'm going something to be. I'm going to be like pointing out how, how a B movie, this this sh- would be if it without the budget. So every I mean, single movie the, that starts with text. No, it's. Uh, they made a good choice because it's a good choice. All right, and, all right. and it works. Low budget movies, if they choose to make that choice. Because they're restricted by budget, it doesn't make it a bad choice. It just makes it a low budget movie. Broken clocks. Trying, to, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, shut so, his ass down. So, got him. Fucking got him. Look, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll get him up to a three. So, and then we get our two biggest stars in the whole damn movie, and really in two of the biggest stars from the '90s. We got. Sam Neill and we got Lawrence Fishburne or uh or wh- Morpheus or Morpheus who who Morpheus's previous job who is one of one of these uh, uh talking head commentators a couple of years ago recently confused Lawrence Fishburne with um uh, Samuel Ving- L Jackson no it was it was reverse oh they was... confused Samuel L Jackson with Lawrence Fishburne yeah i think that's what it was or was it Ving Rhames no. It wasn't oh no! Right. Now we're doing no. this. <laughs> <laughs> no, Samuel L. Jackson for Lawrence Fishburne because Lawrence Fishburne had like a Super Bowl commercial. Okay. And like the the news person was like, ah, "I just saw your your Super Bowl Super Bowl commercial." <laughs> He's like, "Uh, that wasn't me." <laughs> yeah, and then they both had shirts made, and one of <laughs> and and uh, and Lawrence Fishburne's shirt read, "I am not Samuel Jackson," and Samuel Jackson's yeah. shirt read, "I'm not Lawrence Fishburne." Right. Just um, a second. Uh, Sam Neil. Yeah. So at the start of this whole thing. They're irritated that Sam Neill has to be there, that Dr. Weir has to be there, even. And and I don't know why. And it's the start of the confusion. Really, it's 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 the start of the confusion in this movie that just never seems to end. This confusion is just kind of 
it just cascades down to the next plot point all the time. But um, but Ghost Ship did the same thing. It was like, we don't like anybody who's not part of our crew. But <laughs> but everybody's not part of your crew who's not part of your... That's the entire universe of people. Well, I think it probably comes from them working a specific job. And they... Because they're a rescue crew operation thing, right? It, it makes so, more sense in the Ghost Ship because they're a salvage ship. They're like a crew. They're a crew, and then the person that hired them insists on being on the ship with them, which is like, that's not normal. This is annoying. Mm. But this is like, you have the designer of the ship that you're with you. Right, but they don't know that at like, the beginning because they skipped that briefing. Well, right. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't mention that at all. But like, even after like he tells them what he's who he is and what he's there for, they're like, ah. Oh. What a bunch of dead weight. Just the guy that knows every single thing about the ship. Yeah, that, well, that couldn't be useful but, at all to us. But the other annoyance to them was that they had to go out to like super deep space and he and Lawrence Fishburne said every time that somebody goes out to super deep space, everybody dies. So in their minds, they're all going, Great. Now we got this guy who's a doctor of this ship, Doctor Ship, and uh -huh. and we have to go out to deep space. Yeah, and they mentioned that they got called off of vacation for it, which I'd be pissed about. Yeah. Too. Hell yeah. Space vacation. Me? Space vacation is the best kind of vacation. So once they all wake up from their stasis trip out to Uranus, um, the event, uh, Dr. Weir informs them that the, the event horizon was not actually created to just kind of poke around Neptune and Pluto, which I maintain is still a planet. Uh, the, the event horizon was actually made to accomplish faster than light travel. And they're like, what? That's not possible. Fazla, didn't you know? Don't you know that faster than light travel isn't possible? You can't do that. And he's like, actually, you can. And they're like, Psh, yeah, yeah, how? How? And, and he's like, well, it's very complicated. And they're like, I think we're smart enough to understand, like, your tech speak. So have at it. And then he, like, opens his mouth for three. He's, he's like. Okay, so the concept of space time. Whoa, 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 whoa. Space time. Doc, do you speak English? I think was actually said. And he was like. I think the best part of this movie is all of the 90s quip. Like throwaway yes. lines. Super those were hilarious. I love those. The original, like, um, people fingered for this, for this movie. Uh, <laughs> Can you stop saying that? I think uh, originally Bruce Willis was someone that was being considered for the role of Dang. Lawrence Fishburne. And that pr pretty much explains it. Like, it feels like a very Bruce Willis role. Like, I have nothing interesting to say other than one or two quips. Yeah, he's just he's pretty thick. <laughs> he's just pretty thick. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it definitely sets itself up for what it uh, for what it is very quickly, which I appreciate. Um, so yeah, he goes on to describe this. So we don't travel fast; we just bend space and time. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the concept of a wormhole. We and just... the the exc exclamation or the the exclamation the the uh, the um, explanation demonstration of how that works with the piece of paper with the. With the, uh, the hottie on it. With the hottie on it and poking the pencil yeah. through yeah. two points. Yeah. Um, is the exact same demonstration they use in, in um, Interstellar. Yes. Oh, okay. Even with the hottie on it? Uh, I don't think with the hottie on it. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I Probably hey. just had Matthew McConaughey crying or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
just just a great movie stealing from well i mean i i don't think it's stealing i think this is a pretty this is the way you describe a wormhole mm-hmm. i mean there's this is the simplest it's a very easy thing to do up right um so so basically you take two hey what's the what's the fastest what's what's the fastest route between two points and the kid says a to line. b a straight, straight line. line and everybody's like ah you idiot <laughs> you common, fool. this common kid's like oh. fucking idiot <laughs> and he's like no it's zero it yeah i like that they sense. i like that they were all laughing at him before <laughs> they heard the actual actual explanation and they were confused by it. Yeah, they were then confused by the actual explanation. <laughs> Not a straight line, idiot. Meaning See, like, they wait. didn't understand what they were laughing at to begin yes. with. Oh, they I just thought, laughed. I thought they were just laughing at the kid for like being interested. Like he's listening to the doctor, <laughs> and he's like, and he's like engaged with what the doctor is saying. And the doctor says, "What's the fastest?" And the kid goes, "A straight line." And they're all like, "Look at this fucking nerd." As it turns out, <laughs> if you watch this movie and don't and and don't hate people as much as, <laughs> as much as Bryce and I, this movie actually makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> he just, he just gave them a, t- a ton of benefit of doubt there. Uh-huh. And, and it, it's sound logic to sure, apply. Sure. Anyway, so now let's get into Paul Anderson's horrible career. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Anderson, even though he married Mila Jovovich, I think Paul should be a little embarrassed about the life he, that he leads. Uh, it's based on the shoddiest of work, on the most brain dead of all projects, and Event Horizon is his best work. This this guy is really just like two steps above you, Bull. Oh, d- hardly even a what step above you, Bull. You Bull. You Bull is the video game director. Uh, Doom. The the he did Postal. That was like probably the best one he's ever done. Oh, the rest of them are Postal movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. And the rest of them were just... Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Do- Doom. Mm. Uh, the 2003 or 4 Doom. Um, did that have The Rock in it? Why do I keep thinking that had The Rock in it? I think it might have had Vin Diesel. I don't know. I, I switch those up in my mind yeah. all the time. Oh, that's that's criminal. Vin Diesel's a much better actor. Back then, I think The <laughs> the Rock wasn't as giant as he was. That's a joke, people. No? Okay, sorry. So, uh, so... <laughs> Here is a list of projects that Paul Anderson directed. Okay, here we go. Mortal Kombat, Soldier, and <laughs> Soldier, after Soldier, it actually starts going downhill quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil, Alien vs. Predator, which is a hot fucking mess. Drift, Death Race, Resident Evil Afterlife, Resident Evil Retribution, and Resident Evil The Final Chapter. It would suck to name a movie the final chapter and then want to make more money off the franchise. Oh, it happens all the time. It happened in the in the Friday, well, yeah, like Friday the Thirteenth, Friday the Thirteenth franchise, also in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Yeah, they've all done it. That's a common horror theme. Here are his writing credits, which are much worse. <laughs> okay, the same movies. <laughs> okay, we have Resident Evil. Alien vs. Predator, Resident Evil Apocalypse, which he didn't direct, Resident, oh. Resident Evil Extinction, which he also didn't direct, Death Race, <laughs> Resident Evil Afterlife, Death Race 2, Resident Evil Retribution, Death Race Inferno, <laughs> a.k.a. Death Race 3, Resident Evil The Final Chapter, and Death Race 4, Beyond Anarchy. There's, there's a great 
like if you can go on YouTube and find the clip of Red Letter Media watching, I think it's Resident Evil Apocalypse. It, they go like insane at the surreal terribleness yeah, it's, of like the finale of that movie. It's, it's like bad. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate watching someone react to terrible movies, but I will never watch right those movies the, you know kids follow your dreams this is america if paul anderson can be a multi-millionaire married to mila jovovich for writing and directing all these gigantic steaming piles of zombie shit and hot wheels wet dreams you can make it doing anything in this country he's he's worth like 50 million dollars yeah did you hear the list of mo- Death Race, Death Race 2, Death Race Inferno, Death Race 4 Beyond Anarchy. <laughs> he wrote these. Do you know what writing those looks like? It looks like getting drunk and falling asleep on your keyboard. It's just... And then just pre- pressing a spell check. Yeah. It's whatever just... whatever comes out. <laughs> I, just, I can't believe it. Or just like, like an autocomplete script. So that's me ripping on Paul Anderson. It's... Yeah. He's... I'm shocked. He's real bad. He's real bad. And and him and Mila are just just sitting there sipping margaritas and fucking laughing. Just like <laughs> probably paying some kid nothing to ghostwrite Death Race Five. <laughs> like, here's seventy dollars. This is gonna be my this is gonna be my break. It's gonna this be my magnum for, opus. I'm writing for this guy. Death Race Five. And you know every single one of those films went through like seven rewrites before the final version is that's on screen. Well, it really makes you that, think that's like, what that's what I really want to do. I want to be one of those writers that just gives like a real low effort, never going to work on screen script that gets greenlit and then gets rewritten. Yeah. To death. To death. To yeah. death race. Yeah. Yeah. To death race for beyond anarchy. Oh man. Um. By the way, ha- uh, Gary, have you caught any drain attic videos? I just, I'm, ugh. I yeah. don't care. At all. Really? Oh, not a oh, really. Not one iota. Oh man. That's pretty thick. You're, you I, like you like the uh, the Steve nineteen eighty nine. Oh, that's fantastic. MRE info. Yes. No, he he can make a YouTube video. It's basically I mean it's <laughs> almost the same. It's not realm. at all the same. It is. It's a bad idea. <laughs> no. Nope. That guy has it. And then it's it's the same. The it's the same in that they both have a passion about something. That's it. Th- from that point, it completely separates. And the Steve guy has like a bunch of information about the MREs. Okay, now, now hang on. Um, so for those of you who are listening who don't know what we're talking about, th- this show has had a long running uh, love affair with a, a YouTube channel called Drain Addict, which is a a um, Australian man and his rat. Uh, that unclog poop drains with a with a, a pressure washer, and it's wonderful, very satisfying video footage of a man who makes memes of himself. And and they, Bryce and Garrett are comparing another YouTuber who is Steve nineteen eighty nine. Steve nineteen eighty nine MRE info. Yeah, he, MRE info. Mm-hmm. He collects military MREs, so meals ready to eat mm-hmm. from. Yeah. The last 120 years <laughs> and then opens them and tries, eats them. To, tries to eat them, says how terrible it is. Let's get this onto a tray. Let's get this onto a nice. tray. Nice. Nice. 
Oh. Let's get this out onto a tray. Wow. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. Nice. And yeah. then he and then he proceeds to inform you about the different biscuit type and uh you know, oh these Right. He knows so this much. This serial number uh was made between March and June of 19 It, it really and... is fascinating. The guy is an expert at Garrett outdated autistic <laughs> Garrett enjoys autistic enthusiasm. <laughs> he goes to the he goes to the MRE museum in I think it's Missoula. I'm shocked that he <laughs> I'm shocked that the MRE museum isn't his basement. <laughs> and then you you he I think he's changed his videos so that he has a shot of himself in his room, uh-huh. and he just has a shelf of everything that he's unpacked, and it's, and then he like switches them around every once in a while, and he puts this one in front of this, and see he's, this biscuit can. Oh, this is a sweet biscuit can, and then he moves it around. See, the best part of it is the train wreck aspect of when he opens like a a uh, survival meal tin from. 1890 or something <laughs> and then he looks at it and he's like that's i mean that looks real bad like there's it's basically <laughs> and then basically like it. a rock and then he's like mm. <laughs> i think i, I guess I, I'll try I, I, I think i'll i think i'll just try i mean i'll just try it and he's just like <laughs> he's like yeah it's kind of real like acidic rusty and he goes on to describe the mineral that he's yes. chewing on yep. <laughs> yeah um just so, the existential crisis that he has when he's deciding whether to eat food that's not safe old. for human consumption whatsoever is the most entertaining when he pops part. when he pops the can and oh there's a hiss in that one yeah let's get this back on track let's keep talking about drain and addict. then drain addict is similar in the, it's not at all. Hang on. Let it's, him explain. It, <laughs> he's doing things that no rational human being would do, like just shoot high pressure watered into liquid shit while That's wearing not yours, not your liquid shits. Many other people's liquid like shit. wearing shorts and a short sleeve shirt. Yeah. The difference and no, is no glasses. No, no glasses. <laughs> Drain addict is. You could show me the same. You could show me ten different videos. There could be almost no difference. There'd oh, be you, that almost is, no difference. That is where you are wrong, my friend. Stupid, stupid idiot. <laughs> He's You're got, a stupid idiot. He like does municipal drains. Oh, he does like uh, private sector, private like toilets. He does I like under the house, open air, mm-hmm. uh, enclosed spaces, sewer, like the the uh, gutter runoff. Things. Right, Gunder. Yeah, yeah. Tree, t- yeah. Tree, tree. Um, root clogs. Uh huh. Yeah, lots of uh-huh. different shit. He uses like <laughs> uh-huh. the hose uh-huh. with the attachment, and also like the gun attachment. The the one similarity in all of them is and there's a blockage. There's always a blockage. Oh, oh. A big sausage. It is. It's like a big sausage of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, we need to get you on the show. I love you. Um, I'd much rather listen to Steve. You got to get Steve on the show. Head on over to Drain Addict on YouTube and let him know that he needs to come on HMT. He needs to. 
He needs to do a guest appearance over here. All right. Well, taking an hour talking about Drain Addict. So, so let's get through this shitty movie. Uh, Sam keeps trying to avoid. Uh, oh, yeah. We already went over Sam um, talking, talking down to them and them, them and then them needing being talked down to. So they, they get on the ship. Um, the best part, I think, honestly, the whole best part <laughs> is when the very first like kind of sketchy thing happens. And that uh, recording. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think it's the recording and Morpheus is like, all right, well, we're leaving <laughs> just the most, the best delivered line in the whole movie. Well, we're leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That <clears throat> I know the line you're talking about and that's, that was great. Like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah. The other thing I want to point out about this movie that bothers me is the arbitrary chaos just at any time. Yeah, I know. And it's almost like yeah. a theme of the movie. So like they're they're going into like find the event horizon in like the atmosphere of Neptune. Um even though like that atmosphere kind of disappears for the rest of the movie and they're out in, in yeah. space. Uh, so they go and they're like we see it and then all of a sudden just chaos like oh my god we're going to run into it. Ah! Quick cuts like jitter cam. Oh god, we're going to die and then it just stops and they they dock with it. Like just for no no apparent reason. It's like are these professionals or not? Like what the fuck? And then that happens so many times during the movies where there's just arbitrary yeah, chaos. Chaos. It's stuff almost happens. like the ship brought chaos back with it and throws it out at them when it feels like it. So it's a living ship. Sure. What what proof is there that it's a living ship, though, other than they say it's a living ship? There you go. What else do you need? Okay, there you go. <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> we need arms and legs. It's a ship. Ship walking around with... No, no. You see, that's the thing. It's like, it sets up... It says, like, oh, it's this, and then it shows no proof of that whatsoever. It's like, okay, does it show... Does the ship ever show intelligence? No. Daisy, Daisy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be something at least. Um, so that's actually something that Ghost Ship does much better, which is there's always a reason for the things that are happening, right. and it sets them all up. Right, but and there doesn't need to be a reason for chaos. <laughs> but it helps if there is. Nah. Or it says, like, okay, if you go through this In black hole portal, it's a portal into another dimension where it's hell, and it changes you forever. Because you've seen hell. Because you've seen hell. And then Sam Neill, at the end of the movie, never goes through it, but also sees hell, apparently. It's insinuated that he goes through it. Is it? It's not, though. Oh. Okay, I thought it was. <laughs> but but that just speaks to the chaos. <laughs> right? Right. I, I got that, even though it didn't happen. Sure. Okay. So yeah, uh, Ghost Ship is is has a setup for everything. It doesn't rely on chaos to explain away all of its shortcomings, and it's it is this movie, but with a a past vibe instead of a future vibe. It's literally the inverse of this movie, but the exact same thing. Yeah, and then so what happens eventually is the um, the kid that looks the most innocent finds the the uh, engine room yeah. with the um gravitron the gravit the uh, matrix replica of the contact 
ship yeah. right, in the middle of it. <laughs> That's right. And it creates the black hole, and he's like, oh, I gotta... I better I, just touch this. I better stick my... He's like touching it with his finger to be like, should I stick my dick in this? <laughs> <laughs> it's and been then on he, a spaceship for 60 days. And then eventually he can't pull his hand out because it's, you know, uh, Stargate. And he, he gets pulled through and, and chaos ensues and then somehow... Um, the ship attached outside exp- uh, has a hole breach, but the event horizon doesn't somehow because oh, of space well, time. Know. Oh, well, you know. And then he comes back and he's... He's uh, he's all messed up. Yeah, he's in a coma. <laughs> is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. So again, that, that, that like, the ship, the Lewis and Clark is the ship yes. that they come on. The Lewis and Clark, when it has the hole breach, that's also arbitrary chaos. It doesn't make any sense. It's just like... Well, we need something to happen now, so let's have a whole the breach. The ship wanted more souls, and it didn't want them to leave, Bryce. So it broke their other ship, so yeah, it can just idiot. leave. So when Lawrence Fishburne says, well, all right, well, we're So go. something shot out of the the black hole. I'm pretty sure that, hell can do whatever it wants. That hurt, I like that Bryce needs everything right? to make sense all the time. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would settle for some of the time. <laughs> It's a movie about a spaceship that travels to hell, Bryce. What, what, what do you... Is it, though? Is it? Does it ever explain that? I mean, really? kind of. It said, like, we... It, I've seen hell and yada, 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 and... Yeah, I have written here, explosive emergency that I don't fully understand. <laughs> but then, the one biggest piece of props that I will give this movie is the... Uh, the really cool effect when the gravity turns on water falls uh-huh. and the popsicle body explodes upon hitting yes. the ground. Like th- that is a cool series that of effects. That would start yes. smelling so bad. So oh. quick. yeah, they didn't, it never shows them cleaning it up. No, they just kind of left it there. Yeah. yeah. So there's, so these bodies are, are frozen obviously from, from being in space, in space. The one, okay. The one really annoying and then, part. Hang on. Let me finish. And uh, and then when when they turn the gravity on, these frozen bodies all hit the floor and just crack into a million pieces. You know. So, yeah. yeah. The one really annoying part was they got on the ship and they're like, "Oh, everything's all cold and frozen, uh, except for the coolant or whatever the uh-huh. antifreeze, whatever it is." But then there was a water bottle spinning by. And it had the liquid sound of the water. <laughs> I was like, Garrett, oh. does everything have to make sense? <laughs> like, oh, that's the funny. other thing is like they go into the ship and then the ships are like coated in like blood and veins. Yeah. And they're, they just make no mention of it. They kind of they, they're like, they, what, what, what the hell is here? this? Yeah. What, Doc, what the, what the hell is this? <laughs> He's like, a, shugs his shoulders and walks away. It's a, it's a feature. It's I, just hell stuff. Built Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, so the ship kind of seems to be reacting to them, and it may be alive and trying to protect itself or catching them. It's trying them. to capture their souls. Yeah, it, there's a lot. Let me tell you, if you have, if you have, uh, that, um, that thing where flashing lights makes, makes you go, um, makes you go into a seizure, epilepsy. I knew if, you were going to hate this. If you have that. It is too. This movie has way fucking too much flashing lights for you. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of just arbitrary strobe light effects that are like Ugh. it's jarring. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like lights being shined in my eyes. And then basically, the middle of the film is a series of hallucinations and creepy things that 
just happen because they happen. I feel like they the one issue one of the issues is they didn't do the creepy hallucinations enough for each person. Like they did it for like right. two people or three people, whatever. Right. But then like four of the crew members didn't get any. And so yeah. you're like, well, and it doesn't really ever give the backstory to make you care enough about it. Like, I'll give you that. The one lady is like sees her son several times and it's like the only thing you know is he's in a wheelchair, I guess. And <laughs> that's he? it. Oh, I didn't know that he was in a wheelchair. It's like, okay, he's, he's I thought she just missed her son. He's got real bad legs, so I guess I should care that she can see him. Uh Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's poorly set up at best and yeah. uh and crim- criminally Paul Anderson at worst. And so it's like <laughs> ghost so they're <laughs> so the ship okay, is it is it, it's haunted by ghosts of the old crew that died? Why do you keep asking this or question? Or is it haunted by the past of the crew that's on the ship? I tell you what, it's haunting you right now. You're, you're like overcome with space uh, sickness by... By you, like, uh, what exactly is happening? Paul Anderson is happening to you. He's got you in his grasp. He's the, gonna make you watch all the death uh, this race is, movies. This is one of those movies that, like, you watched and you're like, "What? What exactly is happening?" And then you're like, "It just must be me. Like, what? I must, I must have, I must have missed something." And you do that throughout the entire movie. They're like, "You're like, oh, oh, wait, I thought it was." Okay, I must have I must have missed something where they explained it wasn't that thing that I assumed it was the whole time. Oh, but wait, they went back to that thing that I assumed it was and said that's what it was, but this other thing doesn't make sense. It must be me. And it's not. It's just a shitty movie. It's just <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense and it's not consistent whatsoever. And reading like some of the trivia and the history of it, it makes sense because the conception was uh the shining in space and there's remnants of that and then it's like, oh, uh, no, we want it to be Hellraiser now. Uh, and then it's not quite that. And then there's a ton of, like, deleted scenes that kind of explain yeah, there's more one. of what what it is to where it, uh, I think one of the deleted scenes that they mentioned, what, like, explains, um what the other dimension is kind of that would be so satisfying and the guy that it's basically some some uh entity oh yeah that's that's right the original conception of the of the of the plot was it's aliens invade and they take over the ship and kill everyone and Demon it's like aliens? it's like an alien force or something like that and then it turns into more supernatural like what happens in the instead of doing aliens, they make it like supernatural. And then at one point, I guess they uh, whatever's possessing Sam Neill explains that um, he's not the devil. He's been around longer than the devil before, you know, the Big Bang and like all this stuff. And that would have been darkness. cool. Yeah. If, if they took a moment to like just decide on what yeah. it wanted to be, <laughs> it'd yeah. be more satisfying other than. Well, it looks like hell, so it's probably hell, so we'll say the word hell, but we'll never actually explain what's going on. I think the real criminal aspect of this is Sam Neill's design of the spaceship, and who would make a circuit board corridor to run a spaceship? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of aspects of the design of the spaceship that are 
odd choices at best and he, bad choices at worst. He has to worst. crawl into that two foot by two foot alien corridor, alien vent corridor that's made out of circuit boards. Matrix. That feels style. very, I don't know, that felt very like uh, 2001 to me. Yeah, well, yeah. And then, yeah. but also like Cube. Yeah, also Cube. I've, I've never yeah, even was, seen that movie, but I'm say. like, it looks like Cube. And then the the other like design choice that I w- was like... Why are you putting spikes on all the bottoms of the doors? <laughs> Why do all the doors have to have big pointy spikes on? Seems like you could bang your head on those. Hey, these, these doorways are shaped like coffins. Is, is anyone going to mention that? And then, um, yeah, lots of weird design choices. Like the most, the most blatant one is like, let's just set up live explosives, right? <laughs> that are always like beeping and like we don't actually have to set them up or anything. They're just. They're just ready to roll at any time. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and the other one is like, let's just put a hallway that's a meat grinder. Yeah. Why? Well, they actually do. Science reason. No, 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 no. They actually do go to, to uh, a minor effort to explain, explain that, it, yeah. which is the amount of magnetic components that are beyond that hallway are impressive and so we need something to tone that down and this hallway achieves that by grindy gears right but then people can walk into that thing that's being protected by what what, what's it's to protect the rest of the ship from the magnetic field so the rest of the ship doesn't get hurt sure but it can survive a black hole inside of it right well yeah yeah that's how it's designed to right it's designed to. I think the I how I, many how many wormhole drives have you made right yeah (laughs) I read in in the trivia that the guy that wrote or or made Galaxy Quest, uh-huh. mm-hmm. when he was watching this in the theater, he laughed out loud at the, at the meat grinder. Um, <laughs> he's like, "I need to put that in my movie." Where he's like, "All right, that's ridiculous." So he put in the, uh, like the, the stomping, um, right that, that hallway yeah. where it's just like has these <laughs> devices that kill people if you don't like walk by in the right sequence. Because like, it was in episode thirty-seven. Yeah, Galaxy Galaxy Quest is low key one of the best movies ever yeah. made. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It is what a wonderful light breeze of air that movie is. That the, it, yeah, the absolute best sequence in this movie. The only one that stands out to me that works. That I'm like, okay, if the movie was as high quality as this scene, it would be a pretty good movie. Was the uh, decompression scene i was gonna say that really actually disturbed me i did not like no not at all yeah i was i was not okay with what was going on in that scene yeah so uh there i can't baby bear baby bear (laughs) there's the other there's the other thing i figured bryce would hate is the (laughs) random introduction of nicknames and then complete elimination of nicknames yeah so this young guy who's nicknamed baby bear is he's in trouble and the only way Lawrence fishburne can get to him is if he is if he catches him outside? How about that? And uh, and so they gotta they gotta catch me outside. <laughs> yeah, so they gotta they gotta jump from one the vessel kid, to another. The kid that went through to hell and came back, he went into a coma, and then he wakes up from the coma for some reason yeah. while he's in the decompression room right. and, he, and he was going to open the doors but it's too late to stop it because reasons he disassembled the emergency shutdown system did he though but that's what they said so anyway i don't remember mm-hmm. it must have been me it, it, it must be me they I'm didn't the say that they said he disassembled the emergency shutoff valve or something mm-hmm. i don't know okay 
So anyway, so Lawrence Fishburne has to uh, catch this guy out in outer space, and this guy doesn't have a space suit on. And so he's he's describing, you got to let all the air out of your lungs, you got to curl up in a ball, and you got to pray you don't explode. <laughs> and, and Close your eyes, because your eyes are going to want to pop out. It's pretty effective. Um, all of your internal liquids are just going to boil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that that scene that scene worked pretty well. Um, the doctor digs out his eyes and basically becomes um, Pinhead uh, minus the pins, mm-hmm. uh, and then then the ship. I don't. Lots of explosions. Lots of explosions. And, and Lawrence Fishburne being an action star against the doctor, and then explosions, explosions. End movie. Why does the doctor love hell so much? Like, what's his like? How does he get converted from? Th- that's the other thing is Sam Neill's character is very super pro hell. Yeah, very pro hell. <laughs> Sam Neill's character is super inconsistent. Like, it shows him going mad when it is convenient, but also shows him like perfectly. See, I thought sane. I thought they did that okay in because the he started out relatively normal, and then but you got the idea that he loved this ship pretty early on because Lawrence Fishburne was like. All right, we're leaving. Let's fuck this ship. And Sam Neill was like, you know, oh no, it's my baby. And not well, kind of slowly, he becomes more and more and more attached to the ship that he built and like what yeah. it's capable of. I thought that's that, the way I saw it. I thought that Sam Neill was miscast in this. I think they they could have made a much better choice for like doctor slash scientist that's obsessed with a with the, his own creation, like. I'm never convinced that Sam Neill actually cares that much. <laughs> he's like always kind of aloof. Yeah, he's he's you know he's basically Doctor Grant on a right. in space. Yeah, but it's not like you don't see any kind of off kilter um ness to the character or because I think they could have picked a better actor that's a little more Weasley or I mean what if they picked like Paul Reiser or uh, Steve Buscemi? Yeah. Or something, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. I have here written uh, blood, bodies, spikes, hell, space, whatever. I don't care. Uh, one thing I do like were the punch, punch, punch sound effects <laughs> at the end in the fight between Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> the fight, the, and uh, and Sam Neill. It was it was very. <laughs> Like, well, it was like they took... Punch, punch sound effects. It was like they took a three-minute fight sequence and then just cut out 15 seconds of it randomly mm-hmm. and then spliced them together. Yeah. <laughs> that is really super. How did Nitwit like you get so tasteful? So, final... Oh, you know, and I, I'm very surprised they haven't made a sequel to this. I I mean, it seems like a, a Yeah, hole they really in, set it up for a sequel. Yeah, it seems like a hole-in-one. Event Horizon 2, Hell is Your Anus. Um, final recommendations. Who would like this? Everybody. Uh, uh you get Garrett. You 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 start. I mean, I think if you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say. I don't. This isn't my day job. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's a it's a moderate movie that fits the you know fits the Saturday Sunday afternoon. You can watch it, sit down, miss a couple hours, miss an hour if you want to, and come back to it. Right. It's all pretty much it. it doesn't That's matter. That's a very accurate assessment, yeah. actually. I, I I appreciate where you went with that. Bryce, who, who who do you think should see this movie? Although it's only an hour and a half, so. If you... <laughs> miss an hour. 
catch 15 minutes on the front and the back. Yeah, I mean, if you really like sci-fi horror, it's it is a sci-fi horror. So, there's that. <laughs> Otherwise, I can't recommend watching it. It's not. It's just not a good movie. Look, here, here's the way this goes. If you remember this movie fondly, by all means, love it to death. I just can't recommend seeing this to anyone who doesn't get off on sci-fi and horror movie combos. It's not, it's not great at what it does. So with that, let's get into HMT Whores. <laughs> this is a, uh, a bit where, oh shit, um, what's that uh, phone number? What's that phone number that I got? Um, nine, seven, one. Oh, there we go. Nine, seven, seven, two, zero, seven, four, three. That's correct. 971-772-0743. If you want to call that um, and leave us a message, you can perhaps be featured on the show. And like I said, we did debut this last episode. It was at the end. You probably didn't catch it. So uh, so we did have some callers. So let's have a... Uh, wow, that was a Shut good... Up. That was a really good catch, man. He sneezed and turned off his mic all at once. So our first caller, let's see. So yeah, we we asked on the last episode for, you know, we just really wanted to connect with our with our fans and you know see what they any questions they had or any feedback they had on the show and and we're really excited to finally hear the voices of uh, the horror movie talk community. Yeah, I'm excited. Here we go. Here's caller number one. Hey, David, pieces of shit. I am no longer going to listen to your podcast because of the casual misogyny and the use of the R word so liberally mm. that my my mentally disabled uncle was reduced to tears mm. while he was listening to your podcast. And it's something that's unforgivable. Um, I'm going to tell all my friends to leave one-star reviews on your Apple podcast. And um, if I ever see you, I will personally rape you. Wow. Thank you. Bye. Jesus, that really escalated. The thank you bye was strong words. <laughs> I mean, maybe we should have screened these a little bit before. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they. I mean, that's you. You get your critics. I mean, it's it's understandable. Not it's not for everyone. Like we're, you know, we, we don't cater to to everyone. So it's and people don't get our humor. And not only that, so. you know, we're we're fair. You know, it, we're going to air stuff, it, not just stuff that's nice to us. So, I mean, right. I mean, we should have screened them for sure, just to maybe edit out some of the profanity. But, um, I mean, yeah. So, let's, let's go on. I'm sure one, one of these is like one of our uh, regulars. So, here's caller number two. I just want to say you guys are pieces of shit. I hate you. You're Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't. Let's go on to caller number three. Let's see what, uh, let's see. Maybe, maybe just move on here. You guys fucking suck okay okay. well um uh like the build-up on that i mean one of these got to be like magnus or jason or or gabriel or kitty and yeah one of our real bugsy yeah yeah Yeah. i mean somebody's got to be maybe dustin somebody call in be yeah we should probably should have written down who who these callers were in the in the voice in the voicemail greeting it says you should record your name and, uh, and you know, leave a brief message. Uh-huh. Okay, well, here's caller four. That's why don't you stop sucking each other off and start reviewing horror movies? 
I mean, it is kind of... I don't think we've ever actually mentioned that on air, but let's keep going. It's interesting that she was able to glean that. What am I supposed to say, David? <laughs> what? Oh. Um, oh, hi. I, I was just wondering if David was available, because he's really hot, and he sounds great on the podcast, and he seems yeah. so smart, and I love his reviews. They're way better than Bryce. Is Bruce? I think that's his name, Bruce. Uh-huh. Hey, yeah, thanks. Um, I mean, that sounds suspiciously, hey. suspiciously like someone I know. Hey, sweetheart, that no, that sounds. <laughs> hey, lady, look, I I am married, um, but you know, got a little of that podcast action on the side. You know, some of that pod poon as we call it. Pulling down those podcast honeys. Yeah, the pod poon we call it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, no, I'm. I'm not, sadly, I'm not quote unquote available. But yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. I. I'll always accept kind words from nice ladies mm-hmm. who listen to the podcast. Okay, here's call number six. Call number six. Guys, I just wanted I just wanted to say that I agree with David um, when it comes to your your review of Alien because it's clearly obviously a horror film. There's no. There's no way that you could interpret that in any other way. And I just wanted to say that, that Bryce is probably the, the stupidest idiot I've ever, I've ever listened to on any podcast ever. So. Wow. Wow. I, I mean, <laughs> I agree with that caller a hundred percent. But Alien is obviously a hard horror movie. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I really don't understand how you don't think that's a horror movie. Uh, I think it's a horror movie. It's not... I don't think it's primarily a horror movie. Oof. Jeez. Oof. That's... Yeah, it's just... I mean, you're wrong. Do I have to play Caller 6 again? Yeah, we... All right, all right. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, here's Caller number 7. Listen, man... I don't know what I did last night to upset you, but I thought the time we spent together was extra special, man. The massage you gave me felt real good. The blowjob I gave you, I hope, felt great. I mean, I know you came, but it just went everywhere, all over the walls when you were done. I'm just worried something came up that's scaring you away from me, even though I thought we had the best sex of our lives an hour later. Oh, shit. This is the wrong number. (laughs) Well, uh, I hope that was the wrong number. Bryce, Was maybe that was... Uh, it could be either one of us, really. <laughs> wow, Jesus Christ! It seems like there's been a lot of confusion around this number already. Hmm. What was our? What was that number again? It's um nine seven one seven seven zero. No, 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 shit, no. Shit, no. Nine seven one seven seven two zero seven four one. No, what the fuck is the matter with you? Nine seven one seven seven two zero seven four three. I'm I'm just dyslexic yeah, with yeah, numbers. Yeah. That's a uh, new new. I can't remember the the name for that. Okay, caller eight. Let's see, caller eight. Hey, it's Ricky from Arizona, and I just wanted to call and say, you are the worst hmm. horror movie podcast I've ever come across. That doesn't seem because I mean, you guys never seen Halloween. How can you how can you even start? We did a we... horror movie podcast for that. Haven't seen Halloween, and you saw the you saw the 2018 one before you see the original, and you think the original's worse. I hate 
the millennials like you. Oh man, that ruin horror for the rest of us. G- generational. So you can get fucked. Wow, strong feelings. That really did sound like an Arizona accent too. Mm. So yeah, I, maybe he's a transplanter, something right, like that. Right, 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 right. But uh, yeah, I do. It's re- in the south. I do- <laughs> I, I mean, maybe the caller was confused and thought he was look, from Arizona, but was actually from Arkansas. I don't know. Look, we're just idiots, all right? We're not good at what we do or anything like that. We just hope we entertain you. So, like, But you are professors and foremost experts, aren't you? Well, yes, but we're also dumb. I mean, everybody's fallible. You know, everybody's human. And, uh, and we're just trying to put on a good show. I think I only have two callers left. Mm. Um do if you have criticism for us, please, you know, do leave it. But I mean, maybe maybe not all of them need to be criticisms. Yeah. Next time, um, I do look forward to getting some it's positive. A, it's weird. It seems like a lot of the feedback we get on social media is really positive. Really positive. Like we we very rarely get. Yeah. Like bad criticism. Like this. Yes. But maybe it's just two different uh, demographics. Okay, here's caller nine. The Dark Lord Satan. I just want to tell you. Guys, keep up the great work. I thought I really, really was going to make 2020 horrible with the coronavirus, but you, horror movie talk, are making life miserable for everyone that finds you. Thank you. See, wow, I, I re- Satan himself. Yeah, I really would have thought that uh, Satan's voice would have sounded differently, like lower and more distorted somehow. But uh, I guess it sounds exactly like a normal normal very familiar voice yeah very familiar voice can't quite place it uh we did have some confused callers i, I would assume it, sound, it would sound something, something like, like this but i don't know oh wow yeah that was pretty good can i have can i, I have, have control, control of that real quick, quick. Hey. hey hey guys hey it's satan <laughs> how's it going um, we did have some confused callers callers who were just calling the wrong number i, I didn't leave any of those in Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just have one that was kind of that just kind of tickled me because it was so. So out you of, did pre-screen this one. This one <laughs> uh, seemed well. It just seemed out of place. Mm. It was one of the first calls we got. So probably because because I was you know when I got the number I was like I wonder if this was owned by anyone before us and well here. What do you mean I got to give two weeks notice? What? Damn freaking no good mother. Jeez. I really had to blur out or beep out a lot of that that was yeah. the most insane profanity i i've ever heard so with that thank you so much for calling the show and leaving us a message and do do not be uh, shy about giving us a call and leaving us a message and letting us know what you think or if you need help with something or if you want our opinion that would be ideal is if you wanted our opinion because we have lots of those and again that number is nine seven one seven seven two zero seven four three um so thank you so much for listening to the show we sure do appreciate you garrett thank you for stopping by thank you for having me i appreciate it yeah and uh and thanks for being a patron um it's my if, pleasure if you'd like to support the show you can do so by buying anything on amazon after you click through the link at the top of our page at horrormovietalk.com or you can become a patron or you can buy stuff from our horror movie talk shop we got stickers and soon to be or now shirts so give that a looky-loo and support us any way you can we sure do appreciate it 
make sure to share this podcast with a friend and uh, and give us a, a, a good old just a couple of stars on Apple podcast, because that is something we have a goal for. Um, also, you know, like us on Facebook and or Twitter or wherever, um, Instagram, and uh, you can keep up with us on social media there. We the bomb's going to explode. I can still hear it. It's interesting. I can still hear it even when I turn off the... Where is that coming from? So with that, thank you so much. And have a, the house. <laughs> have a great rest of your week. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.